Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. As always, I'm your host, Declan, and I'm joined today by someone very special. Now, you are listening to season four, episode eight of the show, which is our second guest for this season of BU with Declan Edwards. And I'm very grateful and honored to be joined by a sophomore year member here at BU Coaching. So his name is Brendan Andrews. He's been a member with BU now for a little bit over a year, graduated his freshman year, re-enrolled into sophomore. He's one of our mastery members, which means he's doing the deep dive mastery coaching sessions. He's on Team Delta Epsilon, so he works directly with me as his head coach. This is a man who embodies and implements everything that BU stands for. When we talk about upskilling yourself, developing your own happiness skills, developing your own internal skill sets and emotional intelligence, to then spread a positive ripple effect, Brendan is a person who comes to mind for that. He is the founder of Forever Ford Fitness, which is an amazing health and fitness organization here in our hometown of Newcastle. And throughout the program here at BU, he's really gained clarity and direction in where he's making his impact in the world. And this has allowed him to be a better leader, a better partner, and a better version of himself. Throughout the episode and throughout the interview that we had and the conversation that we shared, you're going to hear Brendan talk about how he's had these amazing growth uh, challenges along the way and these amazing growth wins along the way around learning to take better care of himself, around learning to have a better relationship with himself, and then being able to use his the energy that's now in his cups from him giving back to himself to pour to others in a more sustainable and impactful way. Now, if you're someone who has a big vision for your life, but you're a bit stuck in the right, you're a little bit lost, you're feeling a bit directionless, this is a fantastic episode for you to listen to. If you're someone who wants to make a difference in the world, but you're starting to feel overwhelmed and burnt out and you know you need to make that difference within yourself first, this is a fantastic episode for you to listen to. So with that said, please join me in officially and formally welcoming the amazing, the one and only Brendan Andrews to the show. Well, mate, first and foremost, welcome to the show and thank you for so much for coming in today. I know I'm really excited to have this conversation and to share your story. I was actually reflecting on it as I drove in this morning. And I think there's so much value that our listeners are going to gain from hearing your story, both in terms of how your growth has affected you personally but also professionally what that's led to as well. I know we had a little chat before we jumped on about how those two play together really nicely. But rather than me sort of share that story, I'm curious to almost do a bit of a throwback. So for, for those listening, I'm uh, really, really excited that, that you're here, mate, because obviously when I think of people who are really taking their personal growth journey in both hands and they're really running up the mountain and doing the work, I consistently think of you as one of those leading members here at BU in terms of throughout your whole freshman year, you were consistently in the leaderboard. I think you took the crown twice from memory, two months in a row for our most engaged member. And then now being in sophomore year, I think what I've been really grateful for and what I'm really proud of is seeing how the work you've done in freshman year and the work you continue to do on yourself, you're now utilizing to change the lives of other people and to have these really deep, meaningful, compassionate conversations with your members. Mm. But I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm excited <laughs> by this. Let's rewind the clock. Let's go back to, it was December 2019, mm. I believe. It seems like a lifetime ago with everything that's happened. Yeah. Where we first connected and reached out. Talk to me about what was going on in your life at that time 
and the man you were in December 2019. Like, talk to me about the Brendan of a, a year and a bit ago. Yeah, I've actually just got goosebumps after that intro. I'm, I am, uh, I'm excited to reflect on that because straight away the first that comes to mind at that time in December 2019 that I, I felt very lost. Mm. I was really struggling. I'd just been through a point of my business where, and we already spoke about how my business and my my own personal development are just so close and like I almost like put them in the same area that are they're that personal to me, both business and you know, personal development. Um, and at that time, I, yeah, I said, as I said, I feel lost. Um, my business had the opportunity to expand to a, a bigger gym. Uh, it was like 3X, um, you know, which was what I needed at the time business-wise. But personally, I was burnt out. Um, something I was so, so, and still am, and I think for the rest of my life I will be, so passionate about. Um, I was so close to pulling the pin on it and stopping it, mm. um, which, you know, for people that know me, you know, that's a pretty serious point to be at. And um, luckily, so I reached out to you guys, um, and I think that really initially, like we obviously gelled really well, mm. and then, just sort of started to get things organized. Like I had ended up, you, had, you taught me the green light method. Cause I had a few different opportunities and choices that I had to make at that point in time. And I was really struggling with them. I didn't know what was right. There was some factors of them that were, I was like, I don't know. Do I feel stressed? Is like, do I feel trapped? Is this the right choice? Um, I think to being called forever forward fitness, the forward part and that expectation of myself to keep mm -hmm. moving forward uh, was also playing on me with that choice and the green light method helped me through that because I think when I ended up not deciding to expand uh, and open a gym three times the size and get bigger, um, I actually completely closed my studio and actually went to rent out of another space, uh, which, you know, I think at the time the ego was very much like that's going to be seen as a backward step. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not a step closer to you know, in quotations, um, like getting bigger, being more successful. Um, but then it ended up being the probably the one of the best choices I've ever made. It was surprisingly so hard, though, to take something that also was an easier option because mm -hmm. to three three x the size of the gym at that point in time, it would have been from a point of another thing that you taught me, um, a point of survival. Mm. I would have been going through week to week doing just trying to get more memberships to make sure we're paying the bills for the biggest space, but not actually thriving and then doing what we do now that has the depth and the connection with changing people's lives. It would have been just trying to get through to make the money. Um, whereas it, you know, I took the step back and it wasn't about that. I was reconnecting with the, the whys of what I do, reconnecting with myself, um, getting really good at self-care mm -hmm. uh, and being ultra aware around that. That was something that you also taught me. Um, and it's just been so important because that's what I think a big factor in is that I was going all those through how long, four years, I think, of being PT and just the long hours and then being in the health and fitness industry, not actually looking after myself properly. Which is so common so, in the industry. It is so, so common. And it really it really shouldn't be because yeah. we should be getting taught by health and fitness professionals that lead by example and mm. can really look after themselves physically, mentally, and emotionally because mm. that, you know, for them to be able to do that is obviously one step closer to them being able to help their client do that. 
Um, that's not, it's really not true. It's, it's, it's so common that it's not. And, um, finally getting to that point where I was looking after myself, putting myself first and just almost out of nowhere, just really finding that fire and that passion to, to actually get stuck in and grow the business and, and doing it for the right reasons again. Mm. was so, I don't know, it's just, just, amazing. it was very, very nice to look back on. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really um, stopped to actually think about that. Yeah. So that's, this is a good moment to sort of um, share that. Mm. But I think well, already there's so much in there that I kind of want to pull out for, for our listeners because I think there's going to be people listening to this who are in a similar position where they're, we call them the stuck in the right visionaries, right? Mm. Like they've got the vision, <laughs> they've got the big ideas, they've got the passion, they got into mm. whatever industry they're in for the right reasons, mm. but over time they've lost sight of that because yeah. they're either exhausted, there's all hell, mm. or things aren't moving as quickly as they wanted it to, or they're stuck in the trap of, and you mentioned before, prioritizing success over fulfillment. You know, they're looking at, well, what's going to get me bigger? What's going to get me more members? What's going to make me more money? What's the next step? Logically, but emotionally and personally, I'm not connected to that. And it leads to so many traps. You mentioned one of the things that really hit home for you early in your freshman year here at BU and working with us was the the green light methodology of making Mm -hmm. decisions and finding out the right move. For those who are listening who who haven't been exposed to that before, I'd love for you to explain to them how you use that because I know it's something you still use to this day. Um, how is that framework working for you? Um, well, as you know, the method equal fear, equal excitement. And um, I find it's, it's just, it's honestly for me personally, it's really easy to apply because like you have these in business or in your personal choices, you have these levels of fear and like, mm-hmm. oh, is this the right choice? Um, but then you uh, add the question, okay, but do I have excitement about this? Does it mean something to me? Um, and I feel like they're really easy emotions to identify. Like you don't need any you know, high level of personal development or emotional mm-hmm. intelligence to know if you're scared of something or if you're excited by it. Mm-hmm. And um, to go through all these choices that I had personally, that to 3X, you know, use my examples to 3X my space, um, had a lot of fear, and didn't have a lot of excitement because I knew what it looked like. Um, I think I'd been in business long enough to know that it wasn't like, oh, am I going to get bankrupt? Am I going to be able to do it? I was pretty confident that I could be able to do it. But at what cost? At what cost? Yeah. And it was probably going to be my happiness and fulfillment. It wasn't going to be the business that I wanted to own and run. Mm. Uh, it would have been a numbers-based, let's just make sure we get this done and make it happen. Whereas I look back at, okay, do I take what I now call a sidestep, not a backward step to close my studio and um, contract out of another space to go back into being the best coach that I can be, have a level of expenses in the business that aren't really even a factor or a concern. um, And I can just focus on being the best coach that I can. I can have my self-care, you know, I can afford to, go on a little bit of a holiday, all those different things. If I step out of the business for a week, it doesn't, it doesn't crumble and fall apart. Um, that had a still of, yeah, a level of fear to it, that decision. And I think that come from ego, as we said before, but it was really exciting to me at the time as well. I was like, oh, it's just like lift the weight of the world off my shoulders to do that. And um, that ended up being the green light. That was the equal fear and equal excitement. And um, yeah, looking back through history and all my other decisions, which we won't go through, um, I all reflect to have that same level of fear and excitement. So, which I know you've done again recently. I mean, personally mm. and professionally, a big thing we were 
obviously aiming towards is as you got more reinvigorated and aligned with your passion and purpose and you got clearer on your sense of purpose and meaning i saw mm. how that trickled through to you as a leader mm. and then the logical next step i remember a few months ago we got to the point where you were like the logical next step is i need to bring the team on board to support me and rally them to this vision and mm. know that the change i want to make in people's lives and in the industry i can't make alone mm. so if i can get the right people on board yeah mate that's it that's a big step for anyone to take mm. right it, it, it changes the entire dynamic of how we go about running a business, how we go about living our lives to actually attract the right people, bring them on board and in a way be a little bit responsible for them as well without being over responsible. It's like, yeah. I am the leader here. You know, it's uh, their experience of their career and their work is going to be directly impacted by how I go about this. Talk to me about that because that's been, I know, a recent big win for you over the last few months. Not only doing one team member on board, we're going, screw it, let's take the leap. I mean, is that a green light decision to get two yeah. on at once? Yeah, it was, they were both prime examples of green lights. <laughs> they were very much so. Um, but yeah, no, to look back on that, I've ha I had some staff in the past in that studio that we spoke of and um, without going into it, they were all not the best or, or ideal situations. So they didn't work out well. A lot of time, a lot of money wasted, um, but lessons learned to look back on. Uh, but now looking through, you know, that was a big goal that we set, I think, pretty much for this year. Um, you know, when I went through the steps and, you know, put out the job ads and all that sort of stuff, um, spoke to, you know, the marketing guys that I'm working with and that was, you know, made clear with them that that was a goal for the business as well. And um, I always had one of our, you know, BU members, Josh. Yeah. He um, just finished his course. He was a member of mine as well for a while there. When he went to his PT course, he... Um, you know, time-wise, couldn't make it anymore, which is yeah. fine. But he was always still involved and still sort of always having his foot in the door. He did his work experience with us. And um, Josh had just come around with just just this beautiful level of persistence. Mm. Um, and it's really showing in how bad that he wants it in the mm. business. Um, so I'm very happy to have Josh on board. Mm. And um, my other staff member, Maddie, um, it's funny how that worked. I went through and actually did all the... Um, you know, the, the job ads and all that sort of stuff. And no one really come through that was interesting. Josh was obviously there. He was the first to apply and, mm. and all that sort of stuff. Showed up to the interview and, and loved Josh. But um, Matt, I almost headhunted Maddie, which is mm. so funny just how things work out for a reason. And I was so close to headhunting her and, and sending her a message and just being like, hey, you know, I've got a job going. Like, I'm really interested. I love what you do, da 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 But I decided not to just because it was another gym in Cardiff and I didn't want to stir the pot in somewhere in the same suburb and funny enough after i'd done all my interviews and like pretty much the job ad i think was about to be like automatically taken off facebook because it was about to expire um she messaged me out of the blue yeah and um it's just funny how it works honestly mm -hmm. and um yeah got her in, in for an interview the next day and um again clicked with the passion like in the the vision i should say and um yeah just very much so on the same page and um, cleanly transitioned all of her members sort of across that she had all of her clients and um, also far as going rosy. But um, to look back at the decision and the, the planning to actually get them on board and do the actionable steps to make it work and look at it and you know, a few sacrifices for myself personally, financially, um, there was definitely a lot of fear involved, even mm. though I ended up with two people that I feel very strongly about and do connect with well. Um, yeah, prime example of of the green light yeah and i want to touch on something you said there because i think sometimes when we do these interviews you know we're limited to condense someone's story into 45 minutes 
And I think, mm. unfortunately, what that can lead to accidentally is we go, well, this is where I was, this is where I am now, mm. and these are some major wins I had along the way, but we don't do enough to recognize, well, these are the struggles I had along the way or the hard work I did. And mm. I think that's something I want to really highlight for our listeners is, I, and I've been so honest with, with you and with a lot of our members throughout this journey, is like the wins that you've experienced over the last year and a bit, mm. being part of EU, are 100% your credit. Like, I can't do the work for people. We can't make things happen. It's like, here's the platform, the knowledge, the tools, and a bit of accountability and yeah. some place to bounce ideas. But consistently, I see you getting your hands dirty and getting and doing the work to the point where we talk about the stages of learning a new skill where it's like unconscious incompetence. So you don't know that you suck at something because you've never done it. Mm-hmm. Then you go to conscious incompetence where you're like, this sucks. I hate doing this. Why mm-hmm. am I doing this? Then we get to conscious competence and eventually move through. It's been cool seeing you go through the sucky phase of learning mm-hmm. to upskill. Like, and I think yeah. I want to highlight for our listeners that personal growth and personal development is not always sunshine and rainbows and wins and big mm-hmm. smiles and high fives. There's plenty of those throughout the journey, but there's also moments that quite frankly are really tough mm. um, and they're challenging and we doubt ourselves and we go, how am I going to make this actually work? Yeah. Talk to me about some of those moments for you over the last like year and a bit. Where were the moments where you were like, man, I'm just, this is really hard. Yeah, and I think to, to go on the back of that, I think too that we highlighted that in August, I'm forecast to do 10,000 hours of personal training or one-on-one coaching. <laughs> yes, that's right. Over the past six years. Yep. And it was actually just yesterday, you didn't know this, that the FFF brand was created. No way, there you go. Yeah, so oh, like, happy birthday. Thank <laughs> you, thank you. It was like, I think it was three months, like I started and I had that three months and then the brand was created. Yeah. Um, so yeah, six years and then 10,000 hours is coming up which yep. is you know the first step towards mastery of something mm. so yeah to look back on the amount of hours that i've just put into that service and what i've learned with that like it's been a hard slog to get in mm. and where i started as contractor in genesis um the hours i put in to just get the first clients over the line and then you know build that up from there then to open my studio uh to look back when i started my personal development journey um and emotional intelligence with you i was ready to give it all in mm. um so there has been those hard times. Um, I think of also about a year from now as well, um, the fitness industry was flipped on its head and um, completely closed Yeah. Um, because of COVID-19. And um, that was, yeah, I think that like we spoke about before, not an ideal situation to grow the business. Yeah. I think uh, the initial drop of like business was like 70% or something mm. like that uh, very quickly. Uh, adapted to online, completely online business and going on to Zoom. And that was a challenging time. Mm. Um, I think I was lucky that I, two weeks before, like or three weeks before COVID, I actually just started moving on to an online-based mm. programming and coaching tool. Um, so that was already sort of well and truly happening. And then that just had to be very quickly finished as we locked down because like that was the crutch of the service to have this you know, online sessions and programs for everybody so we can do all these body weight home-based programs uh, so that was like another challenge so i think it is something good to highlight because like if you were to see my journey this year you'd see a flashy new gym and me hiring um two coaches uh which would be like, oh yeah so it would be very easy to be like oh wow that's, he's just had some good success these past few months like that's almost like an overnight but yeah an overnight success yeah, six years in the making six years <laughs> in the making six years of learning and hard work and long hours yeah. and all that sort of stuff so mm. i think it is a really good thing to look at look back on for perspective and especially mm. for people just starting now mm. because they need, may need to realize that it won't be three four months it may be six seven eight years yeah 
you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember us having a conversation, one of our one-on-one mastery sessions last year when everything started to change really Mm. rapidly because Mm. of COVID. And I remember kind of smiling and laughing with you and going, look, you're not going to like it now, but I think this is one of the best opportunities you have as a leader to develop your stress management, your resilience, your adaptability, like all these things are going to serve you long-term as internal skill sets. You're in the pressure cooker. Like this isn't the warm-ups anymore. This isn't the pre-game. This is the grand finals. Yeah. And if you can nail and build these skill sets now, dude, you've got these for life. Oh, 100%. It was literally like three months of like a, it was a, like a personal development accelerator. Like, yeah. <laughs> honestly, like for three to four weeks before COVID lockdowns, like I've, mm. I've met my now partner who I, I love mm. to the moon and back. Um, but that also accelerated a relationship. And like, I think it was, I think it was, you said two months, but I think it might have been three that I was top of the leaderboard. Mm. And it was the three months straight through the COVID lockdowns that I was top That's of right. your leaderboard. Yeah. Um, it was because, probably because I went from owning a very busy business to then almost, minuscule amount of actual business so like mm. that's i really just grabbed it and run and was doing every every online we did our you know accountabilities with our master classes i was even in the her pocket coach is it yeah yep. doing you know like a half hour to an hour a day of that yep. and um it really just accelerated a lot of these things and it shows because when we opened mm. and it's like there's this weird thing to look back on like perspectively you, I would have never expected that when we opened up after COVID, I would have had people knocking on the door mm. to sort of come back into the gym and like to hit the round running like we did. Mm. Um, but then to perspectively that three months of like that self-care, looking after myself and really getting myself in the strongest place I've ever been. Um, since then, the business has been as busy as it pretty much ever has been. Mm. Um, and I've handled it just in my stride. And I think that's a testament to that time frame. Yeah. Um, I said it to actually Madison just the other day, and it's like I need to keep the perspective that I'm how busy I actually am mm. um, is so important because I've done, I'm doing more than you know. How do I put it? It's um, doing more than what I've done in the past, and I've struggled with. Yeah. So like the gosh. amount of hours that I would be doing. Um, I would have really struggled to do in the past. What do you think's made the difference there? I think it's the awareness around self-care. Yeah. Um, and making sure that if I, and it's like managing expectations as well. I think it's like a combination of that because having that self-care to know, okay, I need to charge the batteries. And then when I go to charge the batteries, not resenting myself for it. Yeah, not having that guilt. Not having like, the oh, guilt. I should be working. I'm meant to be doing more. Exactly right. Which, exactly. I mean, especially being in a leadership position now where it's like, you know, I can, we're very responsible for impacting and influencing our members' lives, mm. for your staff's lives, for your partner's life, for there's all these places that are like, okay, I need to pour into their cups as well mm. and help them. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we're leaders and especially when we're in a giving industry and we want to give mm. back, we forget to actually go, well, hang on. My cup's running real low here and I'm still trying to give, 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 give. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting to hear that you're like, I'm literally doing more, but I'm feeling better. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a good example of it is, is that the cup because going back to where I was when I first started with you, cup was always running empty and I think that's mm-hmm. why I was so drained. So now to have that awareness of like, you know, where my cup is, where my energy is, the best forms of self-care, the things that, the awareness around things that drain me, 
um, not guilty myself when I actually do stuff to look after myself. Like actually builds energy. Whereas, you know, you do self-care, be like, oh, I should be really doing something else. Like I'm, I'm being lazy. Mm. It doesn't actually end up recharging the battery. You just drain yourself more because you're making yourself feel guilty and all these other You're going emotions. for your walk and hating it the whole time. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, I should turn around. I've got all these things to do. Oh, no. It's cause more stress. You just, and it's just counterproductive. It's worse than if you were just to sort of, you know, kept working at that monotone pace when you haven't looked after yourself. Um, I had one more thing I was going to add on top of that. But I feel, um, oh, where was I with that one? So we had filling the cup. Mm. I was working with... Being aware of when it's time to fill the cup as well. Yeah. Like I think you're getting a lot better at noticing when that warning sign is going off. Yeah. Whereas I remember when we first started your journey, we kind of ignored the warning signs for so long mm. that we were missing them, right? It was like, mm. we were so disconnected from our body being like, dude, you got to do some like, mm. giving back to yourself. Yeah. And I think on top of self-care, because I think self-care is one pathway to this, but something I'm really impressed by, which I'd love for you to touch on from your perspective, your relationship with yourself. And you mentioned a little bit with expectations, yeah. but I deeply understand the, the strengths and drawbacks of the high achiever personality. I think a lot of our listeners can relate to the strengths and drawbacks of that Yeah, where it's like, there's so much that we want to do in our lives and we know what we're so capable, but it means we can tend to undervalue what we've already done and forget to look back and forget mm -hmm. to get back to ourselves. And I think it's always this balancing game between being deeply content and fulfilled with who we are, where we are mm -hmm. and still having meaningful goals to pursue. Yeah. And I know when you came in, it was kind of like there was, there was a disconnect happening there. Yeah. Talk to me about how your relationship with yourself has changed over the last yeah. year. I think that's a, I think that's a big thing, and I think that's been coming up again recently. Mm. You would have saw my uh, Facebook post the other day. You know, the stop to you know being proud of myself and stopping to smell the roses, and and the reflection of like the thirteen year old that walked into the gym as a little overweight, you know, chubby kid yeah. looking at the personal trainers like gods and all that sort of thing. Mm. To think now you're actually heading towards doing ten thousand hours of personal training. You know, mm. you've sort of been a part of slash own multiple spaces yourself. Um, that third end year, I'll be like, no way. <laughs> um, but it's happened and I, and I do need to stop to appreciate that. And, and, you know, it's still a long way to go as well. Yes. As only being 25 and you just need to stop and have that reflection because that balancing, as I mentioned, having the two staff now still obviously having to, you know, as a only having them just start run the ship, quite a lot is um, I need to have that gratitude to know that, okay, I still need to do, I might still do eight sessions a week, uh, eight sessions a day, sorry, but then still have to train and still have to look after myself, but I'm still trying to tick off that one big thing that needs to be done for the business to work on the business yep. um, and not having the expectation that I'm going to do three, four, five hard big things a day, mm -hmm. which I would love to. But it's not going to happen. Yes. Whereas so just passion, right? Yeah, just patience. To have the gratitude, and actually, yeah. I've been reflecting on that. It's like, nah, it's good. I've got half hour spare now. Yeah. Instead of you know trying to smash myself for half hour before my client shows up at three or four p.m. in the afternoon. Actually, no, I'm going to have a fifteen minute stretch. And I'm going to have five nice. minutes to myself mm. um, because that half hour, I'm actually not really going to get into the space to actually do those big hard things. And I've already done one thing. That's good. Okay, awesome. Mm. Done my one thing. Let's save the batteries. And let's try to tick off another big thing tomorrow. Nice. And I think that's been good to have that continual momentum and celebrating those little wins mm. along the way, like ticking them off mm. and acknowledging them is so powerful because that wouldn't have been 
I wouldn't have acknowledged that in the past. Like mm-hmm. I could have had a, the most productive day. I could have just been a machine, like did eight, nine, ten hours of PT, did this, did that, da 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 da, and then get to the end of the day and it was, still wasn't enough. Yeah, I still could have did this. Oh, okay, I'm gonna do that tomorrow now. Yeah. Um, which again, that drains the energy. You don't, you don't get set up for a very productive day the next day after doing something like that. Yeah. You, you might be the batteries may be very, very low. Mm-hmm. Um. Or it's just even the mindset to go, oh, I've got so much to do and you're already sort of dwell in that lack of energy anyway. Mm. So I definitely think that's important. Yeah, and I think it's something that I want to highlight for our listeners. I've noticed a bit of a trend line mm. over the years that we've been doing this of when our members have a sudden external change in their life that leads to an increase of stress and they get that sort of stress response. So mm. be it COVID closes down your gym or there's a sudden career change or something happens financially or something happens you know, with your, with our relationship, like there's a big change. I notice people go into that fight or flight response and it's really, really fascinating to see the difference in how people play out. Mm. And we have some members, unfortunately, who go into the flight mode and go, I just need to cut off everything and that's how I'm going to get through this. Yeah. And so they, they isolate themselves, they separate themselves from their support network, they, you know, don't attend their coaching sessions, they yeah. pause their membership, they, you know, they do things that it's like, and I'm sitting here going, this is not actually going to help you get through this. Mm. But if this is how you're going to respond to that's your choice and you're right. Whereas I think what's been really interesting for me in in yourself and, and quite a few of our other members who are really getting the most out of their, their growth journey and reaping the rewards from it, when the going gets tough and shit hits the fan, every single time you've come to me and been like, hey, I'm going to figure out a way how to make this work. Be that financially, be that time-wise, yeah. be it like whatever we need to do. It's like, I know that this is important for my growth as a leader. I know this is important mm. for me as an individual. I know that this is just important in my life. Let me figure out how to do this. Mm. Talk to me about that mindset and that approach to yeah. life because that like almost bullish stubbornness, right? mm. <laughs> like Stubborn's a good one. <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to make this work. It's always like if there's a will, there's a way and you'll figure it out. And every yeah. time you've figured it out, but I'm fascinated by that approach. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind, and I think we agree on it, is that we've both of us have actually sort of experienced the grind and the hustle. Yes. And there's been big players that have been pushing that uh, in the past. And I think I was very much that in my junior years of business. Mm. Um, and I did get a lot done. But now I really reflected those times that you just mentioned of like, okay, COVID-19, just locked down, business just dropped by 70%. I'm in the red. I'm yeah. like, oh, Okay. Got to look at these things. I've got to communicate with things like with BU coaching because, like, at the end of the day, it's a luxury. It's not yeah. the rent for my house yeah. or, or anything like that. Um, and I've got to communicate it. But I, I look at that now as not grinding, mm-hmm. not um, not hustling. It's actually we're in the trenches at the moment. We've mm-hmm. just got to you just got to work for it. There's no escaping it, and you just sort of got to get in and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way that I really like to look at it. Um, Stubbornness and competitiveness is, I think, is a factor as well. <laughs> just from the point of you appreciate that emotional intelligence, um, definitely very stubborn, very competitive. Um, but I don't know. I think it's just it's also perspective to know that just what is important. Yeah. You look through and like, for example, like I guess it's um, relatable for people. You look through a budget and yeah, and you have perspective for the things that are most important. Mm-hmm. The things that you don't necessarily need, you know, or want. Um, but I don't know if it's important enough, you will make it work. Mm. That's a big factor in it as well. Mm. Um, because it ended up being an amazing decision to 
stay on board mm. and not have a break or anything like that in the middle of COVID. I mm. think I would have went a little bit stir crazy. But um, <laughs> whereas I, I spent those three months to invest in myself. Yeah. And um, luckily enough, it ended up, you know, being held over by my side, I was going to say, yeah, side hustle, my side job that I do mm. is aerial photography. Mm. Um, that ended up really holding over and ended, not, ended up not even really being a stressful time. Mm. Held over by the property market, still being very strong. So, mm. in reflection, the trenches. I really like that analogy of just like we're in it and we're going to make it happen. Yeah, man, I really like that analogy of being in the trenches because when I reflect on my own personal growth journey, I've been working with coaches and mentors for eight years now. I had a couple years off in the middle where I was like, "Yeah, I got this on my own. This will be fine." Mm. And yes, I could still make it work, but it was slower going. It was more stressful. Um, you know, I still have my own blind spots like any person. And if I reflect on, okay, times are tough right now. I'm in the trenches. Do I want to be trying to figure out that and work through these trenches on my own? Or do I want to share the load? Yeah. Right? Do I want to have people in my corner that back me and support me and can challenge me and push me? And I've always lent, well, after those two years of being like, okay, well, this doesn't seem to be working as well. Once jumping back on with, with other coaches and mentors, I've just seen that that's really made a difference in my growth journey as well um, and really made a difference there. And I'm thinking like from your perspective, because I could have conversations like this all day with you. I love sharing these stories, but we are sort of nearing towards the, the end of the interview. And I'm curious, I always ask people like, if you were to go back in time, now obviously we can't do this, but that's pretend we can go back and give your younger self gifts of knowledge that you have now that you're like, man, if only I knew this earlier, it would have just made a fundamental difference. Now, we can't do that for ourselves, but there might be someone listening to this who's, you know, identifying with like, oh, I'm exactly where Brendan was a couple of years ago. Like, I'm in a very similar situation. I'm mm -hmm. feeling lost. I'm feeling stuck. I've got these big ideas, but and I'm passionate about it, but I'm just burnt out. I'm thinking of giving it all up. What do you wish that they knew? And as a proxy of that, what do you wish you knew a lot earlier? Mm. I think this is a big part of why we clicked at the very start. And it's uh, experience with the right wording it's like a negative self-image of where mm. we come from with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And for me to give that person back then advice was like it was from a way of self-love and it would be like to be positive. It was not that, as we already said, that work hustle, that work grind and smash through and I was still not good enough for, mm. you know, make these improvements to your physique or you make these improvements to get stronger um, you know, in the health and fitness area. Um, and it's still sort of never good enough. You're sort of still comparing yourself to others. Mm. I think it was a quote from one of your um, online webinars or workshops. Um, the comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've not forgotten that at all. Mm. Like I never even have to like search around my mind a little bit. I know that's just like at the forefront. The comparison mm. is the th a theft of joy. Mm. Um, I, I think even another one was um, no one wins the game of comparison yes. as well. That was, I think, another one that I've taken from you. Like, yep. there are two that I can just click, come up with straight mm. away. Like, I just know them that they're there. Um, but they are like, that's what I'd be telling that, that person, that kid, mm. um, you know, walking into the gym or making those big calls, trying to find their green light method. Mm. Um, is be kind to yourself. Mm. Pat yourself on the back for your wins um, and don't, you know, don't talk down to yourself to say that it's not good enough or you could do more. Um, let's take that positive side of you because it is so much more empowering and it takes a lot less energy uh, to be you know, positive with yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that is so strong and powerful. Mm -hmm. And speaking of being kind to yourself and celebrating the wins, but I'm, 
I'm curious from your perspective to put that literally into implementation now, if you look back over the last year and a bit of your personal growth, mm. your development as a leader, your development as an individual, your emotional intelligence development, all these things and how it's not only impacting you, but as I said, something I'm really proud of is seeing, I think you messaged me the other day actually, and you're like, hey, I had these deep conversations with two of my members mm. who were really struggling emotionally. And because of all the studies I've been doing with BU, I was able to guide them through that and help them and give back. And I was like, messaging you in caps lock being like dude this is the ripple effect this yeah. is why we're here like i don't believe we can change make the change i want to see in the world on mm. our own so i'm always super excited when people like yourself do the program and learn these things and work with us not only for your own game but then to be like dude i'm using this to help other people i'm like shit yes that's what i'm proud of yeah like so that's something i'm really proud of in your journey but i'm curious from your perspective if you look back over the last year and a bit what are some things that you're really deeply proud of within yourself I think going off the back of that and almost in, in line with what we said too about like having someone in your corner, someone in the trenches with you is that you, you're the product of your environment. Like mm. the people that you hang around with, you're going to be at their level. Yeah. You, know, you hear it all the time if you hang around. As an example with alcoholics, mm. you know, four other alcoholics every day, you're probably going to end up an alcoholic. Mm. If you hang around with, you know, people that are happy and fulfilled all day every day, likely you'll end up like that as well. Um, same thing if you hang around with multimillionaires all day, every day, likely you'll probably end up getting there yourself because you'll be a reflection of that environment. Um, and having people like you in my corner and the, me doing the hard work that I have has attracted a higher caliber of people mm. in my business, which is like a, a ripple effect in, within itself because I love that so much and have so much energy for that. And these people that I get to have conversations with that I get to help, but then I also learn off as well. Um, like CEOs of massive companies, all these you know, people just thriving in their own different ways that I can still help in my, you know, where I'm a professional, um, I think is something that I look back at as one of the most powerful things. You know, like there's other things that for the year that I could look back on, you know, like being in a fulfilling relationship as well, which is I think another part of when I first started with you, the thing that we worked on, especially on the personal side of things. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's just an amazing point. Um, yeah, just every sort of aspect of the business that I've spoken about, I can look back and reflection, mm. but it comes back to, yeah, the people in the environment, I think is, yeah, what really just gives you that spring out of, um, bed in the morning. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. I love that. Yeah. And I think all those external changes you mentioned, obviously having a fulfilling relationship, mm. all the amazing changes with your business and your career, um, I'm such a huge believer that external change comes as a reflection or a byproduct of internal change. So mm. all the stuff that you've been doing to get clear on your vision, mission, values, yeah. to um, you know learn how to get back motivated and inspired and driven again, to develop your emotional intelligence and be more self-aware and self-compassionate to the point where you can be more compassionate and understanding with others. So obviously, yeah. yes, that leads to better relationships. Yeah. It all comes from like the work you've done internally and how it spreads outwards. Yeah. If, if I look from the other perspective of, okay, we've looked back and gone, well, this is what I wish I knew earlier. And we start looking forward, mate, what is on the horizon this year for yourself in terms of your growth and development? Or what are the green lights that you're currently pursuing for this year that you're excited about and nervous about? Yeah. I think um, always I need to remind myself of the future is patience. So I yes. always have to add that in. I think yes. that's that high achiever drive that we, you know, um, that we speak of and it's the same thing, reflection and wanting to do more and more and more. Mm. Patience, remember patience. But uh, Greenlight Methods for this year is to really get into speaking. Yes. Um, you know, getting in front of you know, more people to sort of speaking about my vision, um, 
of my business, you know, the health and fitness and as that holistic view, um, incorporating a lot of the things that I've learned from you mm. as part of that vision. Um, that is exciting and is also scary because it is something out of my comfort zone. Um, so that is definitely, that's, that's the biggest thing. That's going to be massive. But um, sitting here right now, I guess, is a step to that. Exactly. 100%. I, I know ways that I can improve doing what we're doing now, but um, you got to do it and you got to be in it to be improving. So mm-hmm. as I know, just, you know, with being 10,000 hours of personal training by August this year, um, that's just, you know, part of the day now. It's a stride. Um, it is something that's been working towards being perfected. So I just mm-hmm. need to start racking up the hours of getting in front of people um, to, to be talking and to be an, you know, a strong influence and a leader mm-hmm. in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, workshops as well to actually not even just do your typical motivational speech or something mm-hmm. like that that people may expect of the fitness industry, mm-hmm. someone to sort of blab on about their own success but actually get people in to do actionable things mm-hmm. right there and then to make change yeah. um, instead of going away because that's something you always do with your workshops is that you have three key takeaways to reflect on and to take action on out of every single one. And I think that's important because I've done a lot over the years of different business courses. Um, I think why we've gelled so much is that personal aspect to it has worked so well for me. Mm-hmm. But all these different business courses, marketing courses and things like that, you walk out of them, you've got a thousand ideas. Super energized and Super energized <laughs> and motivated and you go there and you're like, oh, no, nah, lost that. Yeah. <laughs> What did I even learn? Yeah. Because you just come out of there sort of so pumped and energized, you don't actually have the clarity to know what needs to be changed. Yeah. Whereas, you know, that adding that to, you know, that is important. Mm. And again, that's something that I learned from you. And again, like I, I want to highlight for our listeners, this is something that you said in there, which was I think an absolute gem, which I want to make sure they didn't miss, is that if you're going to get better at it, you've got to actually be in it. Mm. Right. Like, and so for you, it was the example of speaking. And I'm like, I think that's so applicable to anything. In life. Mm. Like if you want to get better, at building your self-confidence and self-esteem, you've got to get in and do the dirty work. You don't do that just by reading books about self-confidence and self-esteem, right? If you want to be a better leader, you don't just listen to leadership podcasts and expect things to magically change. This Mm. is where we get the uh, personal development junkies who keep going to seminars and workshops, but nothing changes. (laughs) They read every best-selling self-help book, but nothing changes. It's like, no, you've got to get in it and do the work. And again, I think you're a great expression of that and a great example of that, um, which is something I'm really grateful for i'm really proud to have you as part of team bu and, and see you making a ripple effect and you know helping us move towards our vision of growing global well-being one mind at a time mm. you're a direct part of making that a reality so for the people who have been listening and are like man I, i'm resonating with this guy i want to find out more about him i want to connect i want to follow his journey i want to start looking out for when he does workshops and talks and because i know we didn't get to talk about it much today but you've got quite a especially now a really refined but i think empowering unique vision on fitness and health and well-being and you're really shaking up some of the stereotypes of the industry and really challenging some of the gaps that the industry has had mm. for the last 10 years yeah i know that excites me so mate do you want to tell the audience a little bit more about what you're doing in the industry and really your why and your vision and then where they can connect with you more yeah i think at the moment a lot of the content that we're putting out on our facebook instagram is really to sort of just challenge that the normal challenge of things that people don't want to address or they're too scared to say on you know mm. social media to offend people like i think i've got a video going up sometime this week a real simple snippet is saying you know that so common as personal trainers or coaches in the industry is that we hear people say we don't have time yes 
Um, but now very seriously looking down the barrel of camera and telling people that nine times out of 10, the reality is that you do have time. It is just not your priority and you do not care enough about your health and fitness at this point in time to do that. Um, and a lot of people don't like to say that sort of stuff on social media. They're scared of the backlash, but I care enough to tell you the truth. Yes. Um, which I think more people in the industry need to do. We don't need snowflakes. Mm. We need people that solid strong-willed like as you know emotional intelligent people mm. that can tell people what they need to hear yeah. from a place of caring it's not yeah. we're not there to beat you down yeah um we're here to build you up but you need to hear sometimes the real facts and you know to actually address those real you know things that are important mm. is the first step to sort of that change mm. towards people's goals otherwise they're just going to keep sort of floating around and around and around and it comes from that place of me experiencing it myself and that poor self-image in the past is that, you know, typical sort of yo-yo dieting and things like that, that is just right through the industry. So mm. I guess Forever Forward Fitness is very, you know, anti-challenge. You know, we don't want to be throwing people into eight-week challenges, fad diets, all that sort of stuff. We're very much about giving you the education from a point of, you know, exercise, nutrition mm. and mindset to give you the the tools to move forward. Like. Yeah forever and yeah. it comes it's in the name mm. uh it's in the brand um to move forward towards your goals you know with a holistic approach from a healthy approach so you're having sustainable change you know yes. working with changing people's habits and all that mm. sort of stuff which is so so exciting um but on instagram facebook you'll find it us at uh, forever forward fitness yep. and uh, i do post a fair bit of stuff on my personal pages as well which is um Brendan Andrews. I think the, the handle is Brendan underscore Andrews. You'll find me there. Um, and that's the main one for now. I've got a new website coming, so don't look at that just yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the time this episode's out, it might be live for all we know. Um, Maybe. But, so you guys might get the, the insider scoop here for our listeners. You might be some of the first ones on there. Oh, yeah. What we'll do is we'll put all of those links in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, so we can connect with you. But, mate, once again, thank you so much for coming in today, for being so open with sharing your story and your journey and kind of giving a glimpse behind the the before and afters of personal development actually going well hang on this is what happens in the middle this is the the wins and the challenges and the learnings and i think it's such a powerful thing to bring personal development happiness well-being leadership all the things that you embody back to a real down-to-earth grounded human perspective um and i'm really really grateful for you coming on the show and doing that today so mate thanks again Man, what a profound and impactful conversation. I, I'm so grateful. I know I said it throughout the interview. But I'm so grateful for Brendan for coming in and opening up and sharing his story, especially as someone who historically is a little bit more on the introverted side. So for him to open up and be really open about his challenges and his wins and celebrate them is a huge step in his growth journey uh, anyway. And as always, I'm so grateful to you for choosing to listen to this and for choosing to be part of this community and part of the show. Um, as always, if you valued what you heard, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe to the show and review it. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, uh, it's nice and easy to do. It's something that takes 30 seconds of your time. It might not seem like it makes a big difference, but it does mean the world to us. So go ahead and do that if you haven't already. Also, feel free to share this around. Put it on social media, uh, tag people in it and recommend the show to people. Make sure you tag us, BU underscore coaching when you're sharing it around so we can interact with you. We love being part of those conversations and having you as part of this community. Make sure as well, if you haven't already done so, do your happiness scorecard. So this is a fantastic way. It's a tool we've developed that's 100% free 
It takes about seven minutes and it's evidence-based and it'll spit out a full customized report for you as an individual showing how happy you are, the different types of happiness uh, and where you rank on them and your biggest happiness wins and your biggest happiness growth opportunities. So if you haven't done that, you can do that via clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.happinessscorecard.com.au. But until the next time, you know what we do. Make an impact, start with self and be you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for helping us grow global well-being one mind at a time. Until next time we talk, thank you and goodbye.